This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This week's episode brought to you by Doppelgangers Inc. Have you ever committed to a party or event that you really don't want to go to? Doppelgangers Inc. is here to help you fulfill your social contracts while simultaneously allowing you to avoid social interaction at all costs. How? We create clone slugs of you and send them to your event in your place. They are outfitted with a nervous system, allowing them to feel pain and respond to questions at a second grade reading level. The clones are disposable and don't have a strong enough frame of reference to feel anything but confusion and sadness, so they welcome death. Doppelgangers Inc. For when you know you can't stomach another one of your spouse's company Christmas parties. Call Doppelgangers Inc. today at 555-ABOMINATION. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. And today, oh man, I'm so excited because we're reviewing one of my very favorite movies, The Invitation. But first, we're going to plug our website, which is www.horrormovietalk.com. You can head on over there. You can find links to all our social media and, of course, all of our podcast feeds on whatever platform you desire. We post new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes. You know what? Also, it would really help us out if you shared this podcast with a friend or with your entire social network. That would help a lot, too, because you know what? We're growing, and we can't do it without you, but we're going to do it anyway, so you might as well just... You might as well just get Jump on, the, on train. the bandwagon. Yeah, just get on this train. Hook hook your horse or whatever your cart to this horse, and uh, and get moving because it's gonna it's gonna fucking happen, you people. Yeah the the other thing I want to say about the ratings on iTunes, we we do have a goal to get to two hundred ratings by our two year mark, and we're got some headway. You know, to we're make. about we're about a year and three months into it now, and. We've got like 35. So I know there's, you know, kind of an inflection point and inflection point and we're getting more ratings now than when we did when we only had, you know, 20 listeners. Yeah. But if you could in the goodness of your heart leave us a rating, you just you just need to tap the stars. You don't even need to leave a review. 
We won't stop and bothering you. If you got an iPhone, just leave a rating. If your dad has an iPhone, take it from him, leave a rating. Everyone that you know that has an iPhone, just ask him, can I borrow your phone for just a, just a second? Look up horror movie talk and leave a... Uh, How are you supposed to get the iPhone rating? out of your dad's hands? He's got that old man strength. <clears throat> He's got that. He's like, no, I'm not reviewing... Well, because old people take naps. Oh, that's true. You can just get him while he's slipping. Anyway, so help us get to our goal. Help us get to our goal. Today, as I mentioned, we will be talking about one of my very favorite movies, The Invitation. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry that you had to sit through it. 5 being a totally average film that hits all the expected marks. That's totally average at 5. And 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries and should probably get... An award of some kind, but it won't because it's a horror movie. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And later in this episode, we will be doing two things. We will be doing the game Kill Count. Oh, you changed your mind. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Kill Count. It's Lifetime Movie or Horror Movie. <laughs> I... I wanted to keep you on your toes. We have a template for a reason, David. I, I I went into this thinking it was going to be Kill Count, and then it turned into Lifetime Movie or Horror Movie. So that's, I mean, that's the one I prepared for. So obviously right. that's right. the one it is. And then also... You actually did better. You don't actually usually change the games on here, and it's shut, always confusing. Shut the fuck up. This time you changed it, and it was still wrong. Uh-huh. All right, thank you. So, and the other thing we will be doing is we will be actually going through some of our iTunes <laughs> reviews and reading them. Yeah, it's been a while <laughs> to, since we've done that. To not only thank people, but also to... Uh, put to, people on blast. Put, to also <laughs> to boost our egos to make us feel better uh-huh. about ourselves. Right, right. So, with that, let's get into the movie. We streamed The Invitation on Netflix, where it li has seemed to have lived for quite some time. I think it's a Netflix original, isn't it? I, I don't know. It doesn't have any of that branding around it, um, and, I, and it was released in theaters. Was it? Um, apparently, yeah, huh. um, according right. to some of the trivia that I read. But it has been, like I, I mean, I can understand why you might think that, because it's been there for probably its whole release life uh which i believe it was released in 2015 this is a movie that i enjoyed watching the second time around almost as much as i enjoyed watching it the first time it's tense and feels strangely real making it quite effective for me so mm -hmm. with that let's get into the trailer Each and every one of us is on a journey. And we feel that it's important to be on that journey with the people you love. You've been acting so suspicious of our hospitality. This beautiful moment is upon us. Tonight is the night our faith is made real. Something doesn't feel safe here.
So, yes, as I mentioned before, The Invitation is a 2015 movie, and it's directed by Karen Kusama. And it follows Will, played by Logan Marshall Green, and his girlfriend, Kira, played by a completely unpronounceable name that I'm not even going to try. You can check it out on our post, on our review, on our website, under the Episodes tab. Which one is you trying to say? Uh, Kira's name. Uh, yeah, go. Emma Yatsi. <laughs> That's I don't think. What's her last name? Uh, Cor. <laughs> Cornyaldi. That's Cornyaldi. I mean Cornyaldi. Emma Yatsi. Emma Yatsi. Okay, whatever. I mean, it's you just hooked on phonics worked for me. Uh huh. And we have no idea how correct that is. So yeah, maybe it did. Who knows. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Will and Kira are on their way to a party that they have been invited to. (laughs) Okay. The party is being hosted by Will's ex-wife, Eden, and her new husband, David. Uh, A bevy of Will's old, old friends are also in attendance at the party, which everyone agrees seems kind of weird. Uh, The party, I mean, seems kind of weird. This air of weirdness follows the party through conversations and asides in bedrooms, kitchens, and lounge areas until we learn the reason for the party. To introduce everyone to this cult known as the Invitation. (laughs) Eden and David are joined by two personal friends who nobody has met before. A flirty woman, a flirty sexy woman named Lady... (laughs) Named Sadie. Named Lady. 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 <laughs> lady. Uh, named Sadie. And a big, strong man named Pruitt, who, who is strangely uh, intentional. Right. So that's Pruitt's played by John Carroll Lynch. Yes. Which is an actor that you will recognize. And I just got to say, he's... Stella. He's just like a really interesting presence because he can be so menacing. The epitome of father figure. Yeah. Most of the stuff he's in, he's playing the father. Mm-hmm. Every, everything that I can think of. Or he can just be like an intimidating physical presence. Yeah. Because he's like a big dude, you know, but you can tell he's got dad strength. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of dad strength. Yeah, it this is a really interesting role for him because it's it's a way you've never seen him before and he pulls it off perfectly. Right. And you kind of go and he's got that face. I mean, he's just got that face that you're like, I've seen that guy in yeah, a couple things at least. But uh yeah, what an intimidating man he is in this movie. As the party progresses, Will becomes increasingly skeptical and worried about the intentions of his host, but no one else seems to share his feelings of paranoia and dread. Even when his hosts are caught locking the doors with a key from the inside, the party continues. But how will this party end? The Invitation is in is an incredibly well-crafted movie from beginning to end. Its use of camera work, acting, lighting, casting, direction, the soundtrack, it's all intentional and skillful. This movie plays perfectly to me, 
the feelings of dread and seemingly <laughs> unfounded but strangely well-founded paranoia is right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the invitation is the discomfort that you feel in a party is so well-intoned and all of the acting matches so well with the characters and their desires slash intentions. It feels real and it feels upsetting and I love it. Yeah, I remember when you told me to watch this movie originally like a couple of years ago, I think. <clears throat> before we had the podcast and you were raving about it and I watched it and I was like, Oh yeah, this, this is so David, this like plays to all of David's fears of there's something socially going on and someone expecting something out of me and no one's saying it, even though I'm very plainly asking. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a. Uh, really great because it feels so real it feels perfect every everyone's actions in this makes sense yes and it it holds up it's like the kind of the schrodinger's box a schrodinger's cat kind of situation where it could go either way right it could be absolutely nothing yeah or it could be something and every time you think it's like it's definitely this way right then it'll be like nope it's a string it's a string pulled very taut and that string could break at any second and when it does break it, i mean it it goes so quickly it feels real it's it's the exact kind of thing that that might happen in in real life yeah um and my only only real criticism that I have of the invitation is that the pacing slumps a teeny tiny little bit in the middle. But I, I mean, frankly, it it kind of works overall. I think if anybody has this is my this is my like this is my uh, way of being like it's not completely one hundred totally percent perfect exactly exactly, <laughs> but it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even like a slump, it actually works to its favor because yeah. you're, if it gave away more yeah, by the midpoint to where it's like, uh, you know, a traditional three act story, the second act is when everything goes wrong. Right. Right. And uh, if everything went wrong in the second act, like it'd be a pretty, it would actually be a pretty uninteresting movie. It would from be that a detriment on. to the movie for sure. And uh yeah, it's a, it's a it holds it off until the last act. Yeah, and that's that works to its favor. It makes up for it with an incredible crescendo of an ending. I give this movie a perfect score. This is a ten out of ten for me. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go nine out of ten. I don't think it's like it's really really great and and well crafted, but it's not perfect in my mind. What keeps it from getting there? Um, you know, I don't know. Actually, maybe actually, I'm going to change it to a ten. It is. It is like it's for what it is. It's perfect for what it it, and 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 it's really nothing more. It doesn't try to be anything that it's not. Yeah, it's. And I can't think of another movie like it in the term in terms of. Tone and subject matter. Yeah. Like, or matching the tone with the subject matter, because there's a lot of cult movies. Right. And there's a lot there's, of... There's not a lot of cult movies that specifically f focus on 
a dinner the, party. The introduction right. of the cult. <laughs> right. <laughs> and friends. And there's a lot of home invasion movies. And this feels like a home invasion movie almost because it's very home centric. You know, it's it's all within uh, the confines of this um, rather large Hollywood Hills home. But uh, but it's not a home invasion. It's it is it is a very unique thing. I haven't seen a movie that's this is kind of its own own little thriller genre. Yeah, I think the one thing that I, I think I just identified it. I think for to like push it over to a ten for me, it usually requires that I'm like absolutely delighted watching it, uh-huh. like I'm blown away or um laughing or just really disturbed yeah and there's no real point where that happens with me maybe it, maybe it was just the expectation set sure knowing that it was going to be a good movie um but that being said it's not supposed to do that necessarily it's it, it works that it kind of lulls you into like really thinking about it in real terms you know there's not any that's there's the th- there's a couple moments but they're not so uh larger than life that it pulls you out of just the situation of something's off right the the thing that makes me delighted about this that real that really lights me up about this is is it's like an honest look at suffering mm. and sadness and the human condition you know, and right. and that I'm a, such a sucker for like this for how we are flawed. You know, like yeah. that story of the, you, you can't escape you kind of thing. That's such right. it speaks to me. You know, because it's that's my, the that's my story. It's like <laughs> you know, it's like I I can't I can't be anyone but me, and that's great and terrible at the same time. Right. It's such a great dichotomy, and that and this movie that's the point of this movie is like. You can't get rid of the sadness and also find the happiness, you know? Right. You need both. Yeah. So with that, let's get into some plugs for us. If you guys have didn't know, where have you been? We got a Patreon, and you can support us directly through that. We sure would appreciate it. And we had a, a two new Patreon members join this week, and I'd just like to have give a shout-out to uh, Dan and... Graham and Graham, thank you guys for jumping into our Patreon and supporting us. We sure do appreciate it, and uh, and we just thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for keeping the lights on here at Horror Movie Talk. <clears throat> and if you want to get access to exclusive patron content, join our Patreon. Yeah, we have uh, for every episode of Horror Movie Talk that we record, we also release a you know shorter episode between 20 and 20 minutes and 40 minutes depending on how how uh into it we get it (laughs) right and how uh how much we ramble they can be it's mostly it's mostly just us shooting the shit or talking about um personal stuff or other stuff uh, other stuff around horror movie talk um yeah. Just kind of what we would normally be talking about after the after the recording stops. Yeah, we definitely say things in the Patreon podcast that we would never say in the horror movie talk podcast because right. there's a paywall and um, and no one who no one who really cares who uh, 
you know, uh, there's yeah. just a lot of personal, there's just a lot of really personal shit that goes on on the Patreon. Yeah. Anyway, so you can also support the podcast by buying anything on Amazon as long as you go to horrormovietalk.com and click through the green button at the top of the site. Go ahead and bookmark that button, make it your portal to Amazon, and bam, forever you will be supporting us with every purchase you make at Amazon. Also, hey, did uh, did did someone say that writing was fun? Oh, I think I did. <laughs> I like to write a whole lot. It's what I do for my job. And uh, and you know what? I enjoy horror movies and I enjoy writing about them. But um, how can I give back? How can I give back to you, the listener? Well, I can offer you the chance to write for horror movie talk. Um, we need writers for our blog. And we are accepting new writers. And if that sounds like fun to you, it is. Uh, just reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or uh, through our a post on our site, and we'll be happy to see what you got. We did start with a new writer this week, Kimmy. Kimmy started writing for us. She wrote a, a couple blogs, um, and the first one has been released. It is Creepy Dolls and Puppets. No, through- Scary Doll and Puppet Horror Movies. Okay, this is this is a very <laughs> it's a very specific <laughs> title that I uh, insisted on that we use. Yes, well, and and uh, and it's you know it's well written. It's doing really good in Google. And uh, yeah, if you if you want to really do us a favor, Google don't go to horrormovietalk.com. dot com. Google scary doll and puppet horror movies, <laughs> and then find our listing. Yeah. And click through, which won't there. be hard because it's highly ranked. It should be, it should be on the first page. But if it's not, it's even more important that you go find it on page two and click through. But I should say thank you very much uh, for starting writing with us, Kimmy. We sure do appreciate it, and uh, and your enthusiasm for writing is off the charts. Yeah, <laughs> we we cranking put the, out the blogs, man. Yeah, we and put the call out to writers, and and uh, we have gotten several people respond. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll get those blogs streaming in. Just one of those things. We spend probably ten hours a week just doing the podcast. Yeah. And with a full time job and families, it's just like we just don't have time to write as much as we want. So, but if you want to support Kimmy, make sure to go uh, check out her check out her profile on our website. It's got a link to her um, to her website, which is um, titled The Horror Lounge. And uh, and next episode, I'll have the actual URL and I'll I'll read it. I think it's a blogspot. I think it is a. The, I think it is a blog. The Horror Lounge blogspot dot com. Okay, yeah, that or some iteration of that. So check her out. We sure do appreciate her and you guys. So thank you again for listening. Also, Shutter. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. We uh, if you are interested in in uh, really great horror movies that are curated that you can stream. Um, and you're not satisfied with the selection on Netflix and Amazon because you're a horror connoisseur and it doesn't have any uh, good giallo or uh, more independent horror movies or even the old classics. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Check out Shutter.com, and when you sign up, use code HMT at checkout, and you'll get a 30-day free trial instead of the standard seven-day free trial. Yeah, and Shutter Code is working. Uh, again, for those of you who missed it last episode, we did get the Shutter Code back up and running, so you will get that 30-day free trial instead of that stupid fucking seven-day free trial that we hate so much. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we'll actually, today, we are recording an episode that we viewed on Shutter and is exclusively available on Shutter. Yeah. Henry. Henry. Portrait, a portrait of, a, of a Serial Killer. Yeah. Well, we are doing a review on. I don't know when it's going to come out. It's going to be kind of a in-the-can episode until we get around to it. If you guys haven't seen this movie, it is in You Are Into Disturbing Shit. It is harrowing. It For a movie that was shot in 1985 and, re- and didn't find a release until 90 because it was so controversial and uh and weird yeah so we'll, we'll be doing an episode on that but yeah check it out if you haven't seen it it's on shutter that is an incentive for you to use the the code and with that let's get into spoilers So, uh, again, this movie is available on Netflix, so if you haven't seen it, it is a 10 out of 10. Maybe check it out before you before you listen to, to this post. I'll try and hop on Facebook today, which is Saturday as we record this, and give you all a warning shot over the bow um, so that you can watch it, hopefully, before this airs on Wednesday. Yeah, kind of. it's kind of a foregone conclusion that if it's on Netflix or Amazon, people will have access to it yeah. for us. But I don't think that's always the case. You know, and actually I read that Netflix is losing subscribers in the U.S. I'm sure they are. It lost, like, a lot of subscribers this this last quarter. Well, when you have all, all, when you have literally the entire U.S., Uh you have nowhere to go but down. (laughs) Right. And then they've got new competition streaming services that are going to be a lot like the Disney streaming service is like half the price wow and it's gonna have a lot i mean all the disney stuff plus their their own productions that are gonna be so much like blowing netflix out of the water i think yeah just the mandalorian is gonna just eat everyone's lunch yeah it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing shapes up yeah. you know i don't think you know i think that there's this this is going a little bit off, off well, a lot off topic, but I think uh, Netflix is a is an interesting place that that f- like really truly free speech will end up living, and for that reason, well, I mean, you see comics and they're allowed to do whatever they want; they're given carte blanche. Yeah, to and a lot of creators are too, 
And uh, and so there's yeah. an interesting thing that happens when, you know, when Disney gets a hold of your shit, it's it gets like the production value gets w- way upped a lot. But also it kind of gets streamlined into a into a digestible. Yeah. Cube. Yeah. I mean, Disney and and Apple is obviously going to be curated family heavily. friendly. Yeah. But I'm sure that they'll have, you know, uh, yeah, they have their Disney H- dark HBO type stuff, yeah. but it's but, still yeah, not mean, the same. Yeah. <clears throat> and Netflix, the other thing about Netflix is they are just spending so much money on content. They've been spending just tons and tons of cash yeah. on content and still will be paying it stuff that they've already created. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to it- see what Netflix ends up like in a couple of years it will so the beginning of the invitation starts out with uh kira and will driving through the hollywood hills and uh and they're kind of a the, the, some exposition is being uh laid out for the audience um they're on their way to a party and the party is being hosted by will's ex-wife and her new husband and they've, they've been gone for two years yes no one's talked to him at all they've been strangely absent um and then they it feels like a, a ton of good horror movies start out with the couple driving yeah. somewhere and then something happening like something hitting like the car hitting someone yeah because get out starts with them hitting a deer yeah right the shining is obviously the the um the, yeah this the standard of like we're we're driving to the place there's another one that we reviewed just recently that was had a car ride. Yeah, was that? um us had a car ride at the start. I think no, wait, no, no. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember Anyways. either. Uh, maybe maybe it was um the ruin. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they hit a they hit a coyote in the road, and um, and then uh, like it's not like. <clears throat> Then they dwell on it for a while, you know, and I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess as any movie would, but this is agonizing. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really, it's what you, it's what you dread the most (laughs) driving, driving in a car and hitting an animal and then the animal being alive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had this happen and it is, it is rough. Really? I've never... You've never hit an I've animal? I've never hit an animal with my car. Yeah. <clears throat> On my mission Ugh. in t- Texas, I had a companion that was a, a big hunter back at home. And, you know, he didn't get to hunt while he was on his mission. But he would try to hunt with the car. So if there was any squirrels <laughs> in the road, he would literally try to, like, juke them under the wheel. This is a lane of person. I Because I know these people as well. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're... Absolutely psychotic to me. He wasn't uh, psychotic, but he was he was a little too uh, casual about the taking of small creatures' lives. Yeah, it was more of like a joke and more of a a thing. But he was serious. He would have hit it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, this, I, I have a I have a a, a long time problem with killing dogs to evoke a reaction. <laughs> To evoke a, an, an emotional response in the audience, I feel it's cheap, 
But that being said, in this, you never get eyes on the coyote ever. You don't see it ever. You just hear yeah, you it. you do. Oh, you do? You see its head and its, its eyes. I, it shows it. It shows it briefly. Okay, I'm. I must have blinked because yeah. I didn't even. I did not even see that. Yeah, but, I don't know. To me, for some reason, it's a. If it's a coyote, I don't care because coyotes like go around eating cats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but still. So he. So then he. You know, he recognizes that it's suffering. Eh, kind of the through line in the movie here, and he gets his tire iron out of, a, of his trunk and. And the movie doesn't spare you from him walloping it to death. Uh, so that's kind of how that's kind of how this movie starts out, and uh, and then they kind of you know they continue their their journey up to the up to the house. Yeah. Let me just say, Logan. Okay, if you don't agree with me on this, there's been so many times where I'm like, that person looks like this person, and you're like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Logan Marshall Green is the most fucking Tom Hardy looking motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's pretty close. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, if you say no, damn it, Bryce. No, this guy looks dead on like Tom Hardy to me. Um, he's got. He's in this movie. He's wearing like long. What are you making all these faces about? What's going on? I'm just looking ahead. Well, don't. I'll Sorry. I'll, I'll 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 get you there. Don't right. worry, baby. Yeah. So he evokes Tom Hardy to me. He's not a poor man's Tom Hardy. He's just a motherfucker who looks just like Tom Hardy, or maybe Tom Hardy looks like him. I don't know who's older. So they get there, and the party is awkward, just right away. And everybody, I don't know. I don't agree. It's not awkward right away. I mean, it's it's there's a situation where people are seeing each other for the first time in a long time, so it's a little awkward. It's a little tense. There's, there's a little unspoken knowledge, mostly around the relationship between Eden, <clears throat> Eden, and um, Will. Will. Yeah. Sorry. Just a second. <coughs> I'm struggling with a lot of stuff. I've got like a canker sore on the side of my tongue, so it Ooh. feels like I'm slurring Ugh. my my words because I don't want to bite down on it. Um, and also, I got a frog in my throat. Anyways, it doesn't it doesn't feel too weird. It just feels like a little tense. There's a little bit of interrelationship awkwardness that hasn't been addressed yet. Yeah, but I don't think there's anything nefarious early on like you you would not be able to tell something weird is going on well that's the difference that's just the difference between you and me oh. and and you and will because this i identify so heavily with will in this movie he's on edge from the get-go like i mean and how could you not be uh so i mean it makes sense you know he's going to a party hosted by his ex and yeah he's gonna meet her new husband and they've right. been gone like mysteriously for two two years well what's the thing that sets you off and What's the earliest thing that sets you off? The the first thing that I can think of that happens that He's, shows that there's something weird happening isn't like weird in a nefarious way. It's just weird in a weird way. Like the he sees Sadie kind of down the hall. Yeah, and she's like naked ish. Yeah, so Sadie is introduced and she's just this girl that Eden and and Mike is it. What's the Eden and David? Even Eden and David brought home from yeah their travels in Mexico, <laughs> and it sounds like she's just like a fuck buddy, and so that's just kind of weird. Like, what's going on here in terms of relationship status? Yeah, but it's not like 
Well, the way so, the way he sees her is strange because he's kind of so this is a house that he used to live in. Well, this is like the dog with the squinty eyes kind of weird. It's like, <laughs> ah, I know I know he's the evil one because he's got he's got real shifty eyes. <laughs> Just the way it's shot in the distance she's kind of getting dressed or something touching her leg it's like ooh what okay (laughs) okay hang on sidebar why is it that if a girl is touching their leg i'm like yeah but any guy touching their leg is like "Eh." like i mean it's not just that i'm not attracted to guys it's also that girls would be like he's touching his leg who cares i don't know i think it is probably that you're not attracted to guys you think you think there are girls who's like oh he's touching his leg like he's like well, usually girls aren't necessarily attracted to men caressing themselves. That's that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Why are guys attracted to girls who are caressing themselves? Um, cuz cuz they want to do that. Yeah, but okay, so why isn't it true both ways? Well, guys aren't their legs are hairy. You don't want to caress a hairy leg. You probably want to like grab men. If you're if you're attracted to them, hmm. but you don't want to like just pet like a is hair hairy leg. is hair just universally gross? Yeah, I don't think hair's gross. I mean, when you're talking about caressing, it's like a tactile thing, and and shaved legs are like smooth skin is a lot more pleasurable to caress than just kind of a normal leg that's got. Hairs he's all he's over been it. looking at my leg the whole time. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> so the whole time his eyes have been... It's because I want to caress your fucking legs. <laughs> I've been point, pointing my toes. Uh-huh. It's been like a little ballerina over here. <laughs> so, so regardless of whether or not the party is weird, Will feels weird, and the camera is like acting weird for him. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, it evokes a strange game of clue sort of feel to it. Like it feels like all these people are, are meeting under unknown pretenses and yeah, everyone's like, Hey, we're all together. Does anyone know what this is about? Nope. Well, it's good seeing you. Yeah. So then, uh, we get a little bit more of an insight into, into what's what what's on Eden's mind when when Will approaches her in the kitchen and they're kind of alone and uh he she tells him that you know they're kind of like how are you doing are you okay did uh-huh. you worry about me and he's kind of like yeah it's yeah, it's kind of kind of weird Eden is kind of betraying that she's still her. kind of attached to Will yeah did you like think she- about me yeah, just just the way she talked about that was very like she has not moved on. And there's a, there's the actress who who played Eden did a wonderful job, and yeah, Tammy Blanchard. And I think she's been in some Mike um, Flanagan movies. Okay, hasn't she? She looks uh, very familiar, although she has a bit of that. That Hollywood-ish sort of face with uh, lips that have been worked on, and maybe a forehead that has been ha- had some um, had some Botox put in it. But uh, but she does a great job of playing kind of like this 
that that woman, this Hollywood Hills, aloof, beautiful, clinging dress sort yeah. of. Okay, v- she's not the actress that I was thinking of, but she's yeah. sort of just this. <clears throat> Like this radiant kind of goddess sort of character that a lot of I a lot of women that I think of be, as being like L.A. or Hollywood right. girls, right? Very, very California wealthy socialite. Yeah, like feel. I do yoga, Pilates, and ascend to heaven to wash my butt every day. Yeah, so this is actually probably the scene that is the first. <laughs> insinuation that something is actually very wrong because Ben comes in and during the conversation yeah and she's like describing you know how she's able to put pain behind her and and how this am I right is this is yeah. this the, the Suff- same scene? suffering is optional <laughs> suffering is optional and Ben's like well I mean it sounds kind of crazy smack <laughs> just yeah. like the hardest slap yeah she just to this guy's face wails on him and uh, it's the first, like, whoa show of violence. And you're like, what the hell was that? Like, where did that come from? And uh, and as quickly as it arises, it is it is squashed. Like, right. sh- sh- so he is left with his stinging cheek and he's like, what was that about? And as soon as he and Will, Ben and Will, so Ben is kind of. The, the portlier man. Right. Um, as soon as he's the party guy, you uh-huh. know, and uh, as soon as they walk back into the, the lounge area, uh, Eden approaches him and is like, I've forgotten all about it. You should too. And he's like, okay. And like, he's strangely game. Like he's, he is the kind of game that you would be if you didn't, if you were just like, I want to have a good night and I don't yeah. want to cause a scene. So, okay. Yeah. He's not bothered by it. He's just more like bemused. Yes. But yeah, that was that was a great follow up to that scene. She just comes up with some wine and says, I'm already moved past it. You should, too. Which is like, hmm, I don't think <laughs> sounds like a- an order. I don't think you're able to just tell me to move on. You just slap me in the fucking face. This is for this, no reason. This so. is how my paranoia. Fuck you bitch. <laughs> This is exactly how my paranoia arises. I catch on to all these little things where it's like, that didn't sound like a request. That sounded like an order. And fuck you. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is exactly. This is very David. My chain of events that I'm like, okay, so you're going to hurt me. And now you're going to tell me to fucking chill out. Fuck. Like, like it's nuclear war now. And David's level of alert is about what Will is at the midpoint of this movie at all times. (laughs) Just yeah. Like, wait. What? What did you say? What did you say to me? It's it's a torturous. Are life. you trying to do this to me? <laughs> Are you? What's happening right now? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then so, and then what happens? Like this is just this is just trigger central for me. This is right. going down the list of, of of me being like oh fucking. Ugh. So then. They're all like talking in the lounge area. Will is on high alert. He's like, shit's weird. And he's looking around. He's watching David. He's watching Eden. And as everyone's talking and everyone's kind of already, you know, doing something, David walks up to the front door with a key and locks the front door from the inside. They have locks on the inside. Previous to this, 
in the kitchen, he was like, hey, did you... When seems, did you guys install the bars on the windows? Seems like you put some bars on the windows around here. When did that happen? She's like, oh, there's a prowler. You know, it just can't be too safe. Yeah, one of the elements of the movie is that this is Eden and Will's house that they lived in when they were married. Right. So he's very familiar with the house. And so he's just kind of like observing changes. Yeah, and so as he watches David uh, lock the door from the inside, he's like, what was that about? Why are you locking? Why would? Why you- are you locking the door? <laughs> and David's like... Prowler. Yeah, there's been, uh, there's been break-ins around. It's real bad stuff, so I just lock myself from the inside. And Will's like, okay, but, uh, you know, there's 10 of us in here. I think we'll be, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. And besides, what about a fire? What if a fire happened? What then? And then there's just like a two Mississippi stare down. And then David does the uh, d- triggers me even harder and, and is like, OK, buddy, I can see you're really worried about this. Let's just make you feel better and unlock the door. And I'm like, give me that key. Like, how about I hold on to that key uh-huh. from now on? Yeah. Like, <sighs> buddy. Yeah, that's pretty rough. So the lighting in this, uh, I just like to take an aside and say. A lot of elements in this movie are perfect. The lighting in this movie is dim, and it feels like kind of like a mid-century mod Hollywood home. Uh-huh. And it's very posh. And so the lighting throughout the entire movie is is like very warm and very dim. Yeah. And so you're never you're never really getting a a, a good. <sighs> You're never getting a real, it's kind of kept, I don't know. I don't know why this is terribly important. I like the lighting. Uh-huh. It, the lighting was good. The The one last thing that we probably need to cover in terms of plot points is that um, there's someone missing from the party. Yes, Choi. Um, and, and I made a face because I genuinely, I've watched this movie two times and I didn't know the guy's name was Choi. I thought it was Troy. Troy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh So you wrote down Choi, I'm like <laughs> David. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Just because he's Asian doesn't mean his name's Choi, you <laughs> fucking racist piece yeah. of shit. No, um I I actually in my notebook pad as I was taking notes for this movie, I wrote down Troy every time. Mm-hmm. And then uh as I was doing this and looking at IMDB for the names, his he was listed as Choi, and so and and in the movie every time you're kinda like, Did they say Troy? So I wasn't sure. Anyway. His name is Choi. And so he's he's not there and his wife is. She said that he came. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. He left earlier to bring something so it's kind of weird that he's not there but it's also like 
he's kind of flaky. Yeah, he's so, a known flake. Yeah, but and that, that's an important plot point later on. So we gotta. It sure is. It. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Choi doesn't make it, and everyone's kind of like, "Where's Choi at? Where's Choi?" Yeah, Choi? <laughs> fucking Choi. Hey, that crazy guy. He's never around. So uh, then the 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 party is kind of drawn together. Everybody's drawn into the lounge room, and the real reason they're they are, have been invited to this house is uh, kind of introduced and uh and so they play this video for everyone great way to introduce the reason you're bringing everyone to your house for a party right, but they right, right they play this clip here here is a sound bite this is our home in sonora mexico and it is your home too if you choose it to be our home and our family is open to anyone with the desire to help themselves. The human brain has a remarkable ability to heal. My life's work has been to discover new ways to rewire, to rewrite our experiences with trauma. But trauma has visited all of us. We invite you to a conscious existence, to a connected existence. But we take this journey, all journeys, side by side. You are not alone. Wherever you are, we, we transcend. Hmm? Did that sound strange and kind of muddled and not really it was vague at best yeah it feels culty yeah feels a little culty yeah it feels a little culty and then in this video um they watch a woman die a young woman the next so if i let this keep playing yeah they (laughs) they show that that same guy like kind of hovering over this woman and it looks like she's hypnotized yeah kind of thing where she's talking about or drug you know who she she wants to see is her her husband and her child or something like that and then slow she slowly she just stops breathing slips away and she slips away into death so this is being shown to a, a dinner, dinner party, party. <laughs> <laughs> to where See, this is this is where this movie is great because the reactions are actually very realistic. Very to where you would think that if you're in that situation, you'd be like, "What the fuck, man! Like, fuck this shit!" And they'd stand up and walk out. But everyone's like, "There's this social okay. contract that you're like, this is weird, but we're here to just." be supportive and have fun together so let's try to like roll with it some people some people people are speaking out a little bit you know like that was kind of fucked up excuse me what was that yeah did that person just die why did you show that to us that's awkward to show at a dinner party don't do that i should mention i forgot to mention that right before this video they eden and david shared that when they were down in Mexico, they had been part of 
the invitation, quote unquote. Right. And everybody. And so it sounds like everyone knows what Everybody that is. had a visceral reaction to this. They were like, oh, yeah, really? The cult? <laughs> and they were like, no, it's not a cult. Let me show you this video to prove it's not. It's like, <laughs> this is the exact tool that a cult would use as soon as as soon as the word cult was brought out to uh-huh. prove that they weren't a cult. Look how not culty we are. We have a video to deal with this. There's there's like a I remember watching kind of an I think it was an internal video for Scientology or maybe it was like an introductory video for Scientology. But the <laughs> the one notable thing was how they made it very specific to call out that they were technically a religion (laughs) that they're like, we're definitely not a cult because look, we qualify as a religion. Wow. That's the most, when you have to do that, that's just so, yeah, that's just all my alarms in my head are just like, woo, 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 cult, cult, cult. Um, so, (laughs) so at this point, Everyone's now it's if it wasn't weird before it was it is now uh, and then everybody kind of you know disperses a little bit they kind of go back to talking and and, um, and this is we can cut this out if we need to but okay. I just r- was reminded of a Maria Bamford clip oh yeah of uh do you, do you remember her bit on cults Mm-mm. <laughs> let's see if. I haven't listened to this before, but but we'll see if he, this is usable. So I, I I was one day I was feeling really down at work and um I uh I was feeling kind of down. I was drinking non dairy creamer straight from the carton and uh, that's a bad day. And um, this girlfriend came up to me and she said, "Hey Maria, I've been taking this class. It's really changed my life. Would you like to come to a newcomers class at seven thirty p.m.? There's no obligation and it's free." Sure, I'll join your cult. <laughs> it's exactly like the, that in this movie of like, hey guys, I just, I mean, I just learned how to move on from from all fear and and pain, and and I just wanted to let you know if you know, watch this video. It's attainable for all of you. Uh, let's watch this video. Okay. Oh. Thanks for sharing your cult with me. Man, Maria Bamford is great. She is fucking awesome. Does not get enough does not get enough play. As far as like women comedians, she is Oh, she's the top tier. The the one of the best of all time. Yeah. And she's just not even given any recognition for how good she is. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's uh I think it there's a little bit having to do with her mental health. Well, yeah, but that's there. part of it, though. I oh, mean, yeah, no. <laughs> so, but I mean, I've I've been watching Maria Bamford since the '90s, and she's been oh, look at you, hipster. great. Look at you, hipster. So as as Will makes his way, he's kind of re-exploring this house, and as he does throughout this movie, he kind of has flashbacks about his life with Eden before, like, and uh, and so he has a flashback where he's in the tub with Eden. He is remembering, Oh yeah. I mean, we, we were bathing and we were having a good time and yeah. So, I mean like throughout the movie, the, the kind of major, I mean, not a major spoiler, but one of the things that is revealed slowly throughout the movie is that there is a personal tragedy. They lost their son and that's pretty much the reason why they broke up. 
was, was the the grief yeah. surrounding the loss of their son. And I don't think they ever explained what happened uh, with he, their son. He there was another child at a birthday party at their house, and it was like a pinata thing, swinging a bat or something like that. It was a blunt force trauma. To oh, the is head. that what it was? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a pinata thing, but it sounded like the cause of death was some a bat and some blunt force trauma. Huh. So yeah, they. But th- that's as the, they're bathing, that's the whole subtext is that yeah. they they've got this personal tragedy, and the way that they react to it is very different between Eden and Will. Yeah, and uh, and the portrayal of the of grief in this movie, as I said before, is just right, and 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 you can sense it in the tension between Will and Eden. And, um, and like, I, I, I know I said this before, but Eden really plays this unhinged, like keeping it together, but secretly unhinged woman. And you, and up until you learn that they had a kid and now there's no kid here at the party. Uh-huh. Now, now it kind of starts to make sense. Yeah. This is why, this is why she's such a wreck. And why yeah. Will is so so tense. Yeah, and then Will contrasting is is just depressive. Right. Like he's his reaction is sadness. Like just sadness. Yeah. 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 Whereas hers was um it, it was revealed through avoidance. Avoidance know. and self mutilation and like, you know, he, he takes yeah. a look at her wrist at one point in the movie to kind of like see if there's cut marks or scars mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, and so now the in the movie, the 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 a little bit of the focus shifts onto these two guests who have showed up just kind of no one knows who they are. And there's and they seem to be tools. These these two people, Sadie is kind of the sex kitten who is there to simultaneously sex up the guys and lower the inhibitions of the women. Right. Right. Like it's fun to it's fun to be nude. It's fun to you know, it's fun to have sex. Everybody likes that. Right. And the women are kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's it's fun to have fun. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that so between Sadie and Pruitt, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're two complete strangers to everyone in the room except for David and, and Eden. Right. And just thinking about now, that is kind of like the. The. um the threshold for like an internal power <laughs> yeah. among a group yeah. to where if it was just David and Eden and Sadie, I'd feel like why did David and Eden bring over this weird chick yeah. like to this party? No one knows her. But once you add Pruitt, all of a sudden it's like there's a group of people yeah. in this party that know each other. Right. And like <clears throat> they're not weird. Like, they're here and part of it together kind of thing. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but no, it's, like... it's, it's, there's, there's a click that I'm not privy to. Right. Oh man, this is, I'm getting so we're like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's when you, right now. when you go to someone like a friend's party and there's two groups of friends, you know, there's like the group of friends that, you know, and then group or groups of other people that you've never met before. But they have a relationship with the with the host, and they're also, you know, demanding of their time or like there's just a whole, there's like 
whole uh, internal interactions and dynamics in, in a party that are around that. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of an inter- it inter- is, interesting, interesting it, aspect. Cause, it is interesting. And in this, it's also nefarious. Right. Because then the a massive man shows up to the party and he's like, Hey guy. And he's giving big hugs to mm-hmm. David and Eden and Sadie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's, he's totally out of, out of the, he's, he is not in the, what, what would you call it? He, this is not his click. Like right. he's an older. Every, yeah. Everyone in the party is like 30s, 20 to 30 something. Yeah, probably 30-something. He's got 10 years on everybody. Young professionals. um, I don't think any of them have kids. These people are dressed up for a party. They're Mm -hmm. pretty. They're young. And then this dude... high-power, intelligent people. And then just this big, older dude comes in. Wearing slacks and a polo shirt and a belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, and mean in business, and he's got and he's got a bald head, and he looks like your your uncle, you know, your strong. And he's got like uncle. this. He's got this alpha dog energy. Yes, where he's like just arrives and you just feel like he's thinking I'm in control. His shoulders are square. He moves with he, he everything about him exudes confidence, and uh, and which is strange because he's just he doesn't fit. And then they start to play the I want game. So in order to kind of release the, the hey, you, we're trying to get you guys into our cult vibe, Eden is like, how about we play a game of I want? And she's like, I want everyone to just feel happy and good and release all their suffering. And as we work our way through the movie, we learn, we get little bits of... You know, this couple is gay and they have some some shared pain about their experiences. Um, ben and his wife are having a hard time in their relationship. So not only are these all old friends, but they all have a common bond of, you know, a, a trauma, a traumatic experience or event in their life. Um, and so in this I want game, the the young lady uh, it quickly devolves into truth or dare. Yeah, basically. She, she Except asks for it's coke. like the truth or dare where you don't have a choice. Like I'm going to do this to you now. And it starts. It starts to get kind of weird. And uh, and Claire, one of the one of the single people at the party, she's like, I want to go. Like, can I get out of here? Like, I'm not feeling comfortable right now. When I think Eden starts kissing Ben. Yeah, it was the first time where it was. Like this is this is too weird. Like it's re- it's reached threshold. It's the and Claire is the person that does what everyone that's watching it is telling the screen to do, which is just go. Yeah, it's something's weird. You should just go. Yeah, there's no point in staying. And so Claire gets up and and David is like, "Oh, Claire, don't go. No, I mean, we can't go. You can't, you can't yeah. go. I mean, you stick around for just, the. And then you got food. This is." probably one of the best scenes in the movie when Will stands up and he's like, just let her go. Just let her go. How about you let her go? Yeah. She wants to go. Just let her go. I'm, I'm I, like, it's my like, hackles are it, up. It's the, in terms of like the bystander effect in psychology where people can see something going wrong, but they don't say anything because they expect someone else to. Right. It takes a special type of person to stand up and be like, 
Hey, how this about is you bullshit. let her go? How you're, about you don't do this? You're doing something kind of shitty right now. Why don't you stop? And uh, he does the exact right thing and confronts David. And David, like, can't do anything about it. Because there's social obvious, pressure. Yeah, but it's obvious that he really, really wants her to stay. Not only him, but Eden and Sadie and Pruitt. Now suddenly, yeah, for now some suddenly reason, their click is, sol- is solid. Right. And somehow, like, the whole feeling of being locked in and the reasons for why David would lock the door with a key... Starts to feel more sudden, nefarious. Yeah, it all of a sudden be- becomes more validated that something's wrong with that because... But at the same time, David's not like betraying anything. He's like, I just want her to. I just want everyone to have fun. I want. I just want her to stay because I want her to have a good time, you know. And Will's like, No, she wants to go. Just let her go. He's like, Can I walk you to your car? And she's like, It's only forty feet. And then he stands at the window watching her get to her car. And Pruitt's like, Oh, are you in the Prius? The big guy is uh-huh. like, are you in the Prius? She's like, yeah. He's like, I parked behind you. So he has to go out with her, move his car so she can get out. And she and she's right as she's about to drive out of frame. Her car stops and and she in her car is is out of frame. And Pruitt approaches her car by the side. And Will's like, what, 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 what the fuck? Like, what, what's yeah. happening? And we don't ever get to learn if Claire gets out. Um, yeah, because Pruitt did approach her car and then Will, you know, is is kind of shooed away by David. Yeah, it's it's a great element of uncertainty and you don't it's never answered by the end of the film. No, we don't know. Uh, I, I don't I'm hold assuming, a lot of hope. I'm assuming Claire. that she made it away. I'm assuming not for almost for sure. It was pretty quick, though, how how quickly Pruitt turned back. It's hard to know. Real time versus movie time, what exactly happened, but it feels like she could have gotten away. It also feels like maybe not. This movie has a decent amount of gaslighting in it for Will. Yeah, this is like the the defining feature of this film is being gaslit by people that have nefarious intent. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like this whole movie just makes my hair stand on end. Um, there's just a lot of, you know, he's like, so what the fuck is this about? You know, he approaches each party goer in turns like, what, what do you think is going on? And they're like, man, you know, chill out. We're just trying to have a good time. You know, I know things have been hard for you, but so there's, I know how, I, you know, it's, it's just, it's just nefarious and I don't like it, Bryce. I have, I often feel that way. So, um. So at this point, Will heads outside. He's sitting by the pool, and he is approached by Sadie and uh, the sexy little sex kitten. And she says this to him as as they get down by the pool. You can fuck me right here. What? Why should we deny ourselves ever? That's what it was like in Mexico, man. Everyone was just going for it. That's awesome. I think you need to go back inside. You don't like me? I don't know you. I can make you like me so much. I can make you beg me. I could do it without even touching you. Just with my voice. My breath. Sick, Sadie. You can hurt me if you want. I don't want to hurt you. 
believe you. You can hurt me if you want. Now, this is just... This is just red alert all over the place. Yeah. So there's um, one another through line in this movie is there's not good cell service here. And uh, and so calling for help or, you know, calling Choi to see if, you know, where he's at, it's not possible. But I do want to alert everybody who's listening to the sound of my voice right now. If this is a PSA, if you don't have cell service, but you are in an emergency there's a good chance that you can get through to 911 because all cell towers and a lot of radio towers accept that call. And so even if it doesn't look like you can call emergency services, there's a good chance you can. There are circumstances in like places like deep Nevada and that kind of thing where there just is no nine, not even any emergency services. But if you do find yourself in a bad situation, call 911 anyway. Anyway, so... Uh, as it turns out, Choi left a message um, on on Will's phone, and he's like, "Hey, man, sorry, I'm uh, I'm just outside the door. It's seven o'clock. I'm early, man. I'm early. So we'll see you at the party. Bye." So now Will's on high alert. He's like, "What the fuck's going on?" Yeah. The, the other feature of the message is specifically he's right there, and he's trying to ask someone to bring something to the party because he doesn't want to go back and get it. So it's obvious that he's not. He wouldn't just turn around and leave. So the flags, the flags are starting to go up. For some reason, Will sees David walk out into the backyard and light a red lantern, which is strange. And uh, and then Will is kind of shuffling through the house, looking for shit, uh, looking his son's old bedroom, and he w- w- finds the computer that was they were showing clips to them on. Mm-hmm. And this, and he plays this clip here. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I know you have doubts. Skepticism can be contagious. I wouldn't have known either before I saw the new truth and shared it with you. This is the cult leader. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have believed, but it was revealed so clearly. Remember the reward. This beautiful moment is upon us. Tonight is the night our faith is made real. The hardest thing is to start. Just take the step. Believe. And give yourself over. Will, let's go. Everybody's waiting. I love you. I love you so much, my heart is breaking. 
I'm waiting for you. So, at this point, Will is pretty pretty keyed up, as you can imagine. He's seen and heard a lot of weird shit. And now, now it's time for dinner. Oh, no, they've already eaten dinner, and now it's time to sit down and have the dessert wine, the no, nice wine. We skipped over the best scene of the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Which is, Will confronts them about the message. Like they're, yes, they're during sitting, dinner. They're, they're having dinner, and... <clears throat> Will, like, lets it go on for a minute or two, and then he's like, so uh, where the fuck is Choi? Where where would you say Choi is right where now? Where is Choi? Yeah. No, fuck you. Where is Tro- where's Choi? Because he left a message on my phone saying that he was here early. And everyone's like, hey, man, you know, you're kind of you're kind of being a buzzkill and right he, now. Like, this is the point at where it all explodes. He's like, this is fucking wrong. This is weird. No one's saying anything. Everyone's saying something like everyone recognizes that something's off yeah. and bad. Where's Choi? Like, why are the, who are these people that are here? Like, everyone's being polite because you're just giving us good wine, and don't no one wants to say what's on everyone's mind, which is this is fucking weird, and there's something really off about this. And he's like exploding, and he's like telling his his ex wife, he's like, "This is bullshit. We lost a son," and like he's yeah. all the emotion stuff is like coming up because. It's finally got to a point where he can confirm something is very wrong. Some, there's someone's lying and someone's not telling him something because Choi was there, yeah. but he's not here. So what happened to Choi? And then... Knock, knock, knock. Oh, it's Choi. Hey, guys. Choi showed up. Hey, guys. Sorry I'm late. Work called yeah, right got... when I approached the door. <laughs> it's like, this This is, this is, this is me right This is here. like the worst fear of anyone... <laughs> In this situation, is that finally shit? I've called them on their bullshit, and I'm the wrong one. Yeah, I've now nah, it's actually my bullshit, as it turns out. Yeah, yeah, and so, so that happens, and and he, and he cools down for a minute, and then it's like, all right, so maybe we were wrong about this. Maybe this is just an innocuous dinner party with people that are trying to advertise a cult. But whatever, it's a good meal, good wine. And then they go to have sit down and have like their the dessert final dessert wine. wine. Will comes back out; he's calmed down, and uh, you know they accept him back. And and at this point, Will starts to have a panic attack. Basically, he he's watching them pour the wine. He's making some connections in his head. He just viewed this video. That's he's, that's he's the like, cult leader basically saying goodbye to everybody, but it'll be okay. Yeah, and he's. This is the other part that's really great about this movie is that you see a lot of information conveyed from very, very subtle facial expressions right. among the, the people that are in the cult. And just how they're acting about this moment feels like there's significance to them about what's happening now, which is basically just everyone's having dessert wine. Yeah. But the subtext is like, well, what's what's so important about this for them yeah that we're sitting around drinking this wine yeah and i don't know there's not a great history when it comes to cults combined with red drinks bad bad juju all over the place so will 
So he he loses his mind basically right before it, right during the toast of this dessert wine. He's like, "No, don't fucking drink it!" And he's smacking it, smacking the shit out of everybody's hands, and everybody, you know, expectedly is taken very aback. Yeah, because he had just gotten over. He just like calmed down from one out outburst, and now he's literally smacking expensive wine out of people's hands and saying, "Fuck this shit! Don't drink the wine." There's something's wrong. Yeah, there's shit in there. And uh, and th- at this point, Sadie attacks him. Sadie comes running right. at uh, there's a there's a calm. There's a there's a moment where everyone's like, look at what you did, Will. Mm-hmm. How could you have done this? And he's and, and then he feels like, ashamed. Sadie's like, you ruined everything. And, and then, then starts she, attacking. him. Yeah, she affirms Will like she in her actions confirms there was shit in that wine and you fucked it up. She runs at him, attacks him, says, you, you've ruined it. You ruined it. And, uh, and as she's attacking him, he pushes her. She falls down, bonks her head and a, a seemingly dies. You know, she's, it's, it looks like yeah, she's, she's unconscious, hurt very badly, at least with and some head they, trauma. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And so the, the one gay guy goes over and is starting to like administering administer to medical her. help and they're like what the fuck man what what are you doing to and, will and then someone notices like wait a minute gina is foaming at the mouth and passed out on the table she took a drink of the wine and she is dying yeah she's the only one that drank the wine right and uh so all of a sudden everyone's attention diverts to her and they're like uh her i'm not feeling a pulse she's not breathing and she's like She's just dying. Now, this is all happening very quickly. This right. is a this is we're describing the scene of events, um, but it it was so quick in the movie. And and at that very second, as everyone's looking at Gina, who's foaming at the mouth, David whips out a pistol and executes the gay guy administering medical help to uh, to Sadie on yeah. the floor. Then it's in slow mo and everyone it's the realization that, oh, fuck. These people are trying to kill us. Yes. That is what is wrong is that the worst case scenario is the creepy cult is a murderous creepy cult and we're in their spider web. And now Pruitt is activated. At this point, once <laughs> once David once David executes one of the one of the dudes, Pruitt is literally comes online, walks over to David. He he, he basically can I have the gun? And then he takes the gun and he just starts shooting people in the stomach. Yeah. So everyone's just starting to be executed. And so then the, there's not a lot of time left in the movie. It's just the remaining people trying to run and get away. But Hey, guess what? All the doors are locked and there's bars on the window. Yeah. And when they get to a window that they could break there, the people are right outside the window. So they don't want to call attention to themselves. And it's, it's like a, home invasion horror at that point yeah it's terrifying it it really feels very claustrophobic and uh and sadie sadie comes back from from the brink and she starts attacking people and then you know there's just uh it's just it's basically pandemonium and um there's a lot of stabbings there's a lot of executions and uh and then it cuts to eden and and she's like obviously she can't go through with this because like she's still not 
completely bought into the full cult thing. Yeah, she's she's so a she's, mess on yeah. the floor, and David is trying to talk courage into her. He's basically saying, you know, this is what this is what we, we, we were still here make for. It. We, we can, can still. still do it. I know it's, it's. He said this was going to be the hardest part, and uh, and she kind of she kind of gets her second wind, and uh, and as Pruitt is attacking uh, Will and Kira, uh, Will's girlfriend. Uh, up in a kind of a conference room upstairs, he he makes the fatal mistake of pushing Kira to the side and basically beating on on Will mm-hmm. and forgets about Kira and Kira, man, she just wails on his head. Yeah, it's a great death scene. <sighs> I like the it feels very like a visceral or very visceral, just the hitting him in the head and. He's like, yeah, he's definitely on the, on his last legs. So, so now the finally, um, Eden is, is kind of the last bad guy left and she's, uh, she doesn't, she doesn't really have a stomach for it. And she shoots Will kind of haphazardly in in the shoulder and then turns the gun on herself and shoots herself in the stomach. Man, that's right the, worst, the worst way to go. Yeah, getting gut shot is not preferable. So so basically, at the, the end of this movie is really the creme de la creme. It's the best. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the the major spoiler is they do kill the, the cult people. There's three of them left. There's Will, Kira, and... One, the one existing one uh one, one gay guy one left. gay <laughs> <laughs> and uh so they they're survivors and they're they're all pretty beat up they go into the backyard they go into the backyard and you know kind of like hug and stuff and then the final shot of the film is them looking out in the hollywood hills and coming to the realization that there's a lot of these red lanterns that are lit yeah dotting the hill and then all of a sudden they can they realize that they're hearing people screaming emergency helicopters and and ambulances and screaming and shooting and so yeah so the invitation has a pretty wide reach in the hollywood hills yeah and it's it's great it feels that's the the a great element and it's something that they mention once or twice in the film is the Manson family. Yeah. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It feels very murderous cult in the Hollywood Hills or loose in the Hollywood Hills, except in this circumstance, like they're like actual residents of the Hollywood Hills, which yeah, that, is probably more frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Final recommendations for this. Um, this is really similar to home invasion horror. Mostly it's just a really well-made thriller. And if, if that sounds like it's up your alley, go for it. Yeah, it's it's a uh, very psychological um, if you don't mind not having a lot of action in your horror movie, but a lot of dread and a lot of 
uh, Anxiety, and then this is right up your alley. It's a great film. You should see it. Yeah, totally agree. For me, this is a 10 out of 10. And so now let's play Lifetime Movie or Horror Movie. Lifetime movie or horror movie is a game where I pose a description of a movie to Bryce. I read him the description, and he has to gather guess whether this is a Lifetime movie or a horror movie. So, I have five... Five descriptions to read to you. If you it, a winning score would be three or better. Okay. Okay. First movie. While on a trip to drop off her daughter at college, Rebecca Mayer's protective mother instincts kick in when they are terrorized on the highway. She will keep her daughter safe at any cost. It's tough. Ah, uh, that is tough. It does use a full name. It does use her full name, Rebecca Meyer. This is a this is a key element to dis, to descriptions in Lifetime movie or horror. Movie. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. Um, I'm. I think you're trying to put me off. I'm going to say it's a horror movie because I don't think that a Lifetime movie would be exclusively on the road because it's not something they could they could shoot in a soundstage easily. Oh, that's a that's that's a lot of thought. Unfortunately, it did you no good. This is a lifetime movie. This is a mother's rage. <laughs> okay, isn't that the most lifetime movie title? Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> okay, zero four one. Fuck. Here we go. A li- uh, 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 here's our second description. A husband and wife learn that the biological father of their adopted baby daughter will stop at nothing to get her back. This is a good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I mean, it's so fifty-fifty that I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. Oh man! Yeah, you can't. You can't oh put man! Your finger well, what? On it. It, what could it be? You want me to read it? Again? I'm. I'm gonna say this is. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and read it again. A husband and wife learn that the biological father of their adopted baby daughter will stop at nothing to get her back. Now is this like the actual quoted thing, or did you rewrite this in any way? No, I, I don't. I don't rewrite them. All right, I'm going to say it's a Lifetime movie. Ooh, that's pretty good. It is. Yeah, it's a Lifetime movie. This is adopting terror. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bryce on the board with one, one and zero. Oh. Uh, soon after, here's the third description. Soon after, a stranger arrives in a little village. A mysterious sickness starts spreading. A policeman, drawn into the incident, is forced to solve the mystery in order to save his daughter. Um, so that's a horror movie. Oh. And I think that's um, that's that recent one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think. Wow, look at you. I can't remember what it's called. It's, not, it's like the girl's name. I keep thinking Mandy, but it's not Mandy. 
So you're saying this is a horror movie? It's a horror movie. Okay, you are correct. It is a horror movie. It is not remotely the one you're thinking oh. of. This is the Korean horror film, The Wailing. Uh, okay. Um, okay, on the board with two. It's doing pretty good. You're on, on, on track here. Here's the fourth description. A young photographer and his girlfriend discover mysterious shadows in their photographs after a tragic accident. They soon learn that you cannot escape your past. <laughs> All right, this, this is a tricky one. This, this is, is this tricky. is going to be Woo! a lifetime movie that's a ghost story. It's That is so smart of you. Unfortunately, you just outsmarted you. You just played ah, yourself. Damn, this damn, is a, damn. a horror movie. This is Shudder. Uh, Shutter. S H U T T E R. Not All to right. be confused with Shutter, the wonderful streaming service that you can get a 30 day free trial to if you enter HMT at checkout. All right. Uh, here we go. So this is make it or break it. This I is make it or break it. it. We're down to the wire here. Will Bryce win or lose? Fifth description, a police officer's life goes into a tailspin the day her older sister, Cassidy, shows up at her door after 16 years of confinement in a psychiatric hospital. Um, I mean, I have to say, just from the name Cassidy, that it's a Lifetime movie. If you're named Cassidy, you should be insulted right now. But also... Confirmed that is a lifetime movie. <laughs> this is a sister's nightmare. <laughs> Congratulations, Bryce. You won lifetime movie Woo-hoo! or horror movie. Hooray. And um for our for our final bit, I don't actually have iTunes on this computer. I just realized I have it on my other computer. Would you mind pulling up iTunes on your phone and giving us a description of you one could, or- you could go to the website I'll, I'll pull it up but you can if you go to our website and click through to the apple podcast oh, thing and it'll have it on there okay all right oh baby yo baby oh oh baby oh all baby all baby all baby <laughs> what the hey what does that even mean okay i got them up here okay. i think we've read a lot of these okay well um uh yeah read the most recent one um, you can you can pick and choose. You know, this is this is our bit. We can do whatever we want. Okay, we got uh, the the top one. I think the not the most recent one, but the most important one from July eleventh, two thousand nineteen. Uh, review titled "Penis," <laughs> five star review. These guys have the biggest trouser trees I've ever heard. Yeah, I know that kid. He's uh, he's confirmed seen my wiener. Okay, no, he hasn't. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've, I think we've done these. Well, I mean, we haven't read all, all of them. <laughs> all right, well, let's read all of them then. <laughs> uh, second review. This is one of our favorites. August tenth from, <laughs> from reviewer Cock Goblin, <laughs> spelled K O K K Goblin. Um, title review titled Sheeple, <laughs> one star. More BS from Sheeple trying to convince people that Hereditary is not a dumpster fire. Fight me, idiot. Yeah. It is not a dumpster fire. You're a troll. <laughs> um, July, June 18th, D uh, left a review titled, Probably their, probably their best movie, dot, 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 cuts it off. 
Five star. These guys are fun, funny, and know their way around what makes movies good. Not to mention they aren't snobs and don't take themselves too seriously. Way to go, guys. Hey, thank, thank you, you Deed. Um, what's our first one? Let me find the first review. We, oh, we got a good number of views here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our first review was titled Legit five star these guys know their stuff pay attention while they break it down and go deep too real for most people but they are legit <laughs> too real posted Dude. by a tree farmer in the couve and, and i i know who that is hey it's a friend that i made thank you everybody for giving us nice itunes reviews um or nice just nice reviews anywhere uh but especially itunes we sure do appreciate you and uh, and it it does help the podcast when you do that because eventually we'll be able to get on Rotten Tomatoes uh, and be taken super serial by everybody, not just you. So we do we do appreciate it. So with that, thank you very much for listening. Remember to subscribe, share this. Sorry, I was trying to click on this. So again, thank you for listening very much. Remember to share this episode or this podcast with a friend. Make sure to subscribe. We do release new episodes every single Wednesday. If you'd like to help us out, remember, just head to our website, www.horrormovietalk.com. At the top, there's two buttons on the right. They are green, and they are Patreon, and they are Amazon. If you click through the Amazon link and then buy something from Amazon, you'll be helping us a lot. And if you click on the patron, Patreon button, you'll be taken to Patreon where you can pledge. Right now, $5 will get you in the door and into the Horror Movie Talk Founding Members Club, where you will, give, you will be given access to all Patreon... Uh, promotional material content, all the things uh, into oblivion for as long as you subscribe to us. Uh, once we do get more tiers than just the one $5 tier. And of course you can, you are perfectly welcome to pledge more than $5 or less or less. So go ahead and, and do that. So with that, thank you very much and have a great week. We love you guys very, very much. Bye. 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 Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all.